getting ready for the show. Get it. Get it. I'm just, oh. Hey, there's 600. 612. 600. 998. 999. 1,000. Woo! All right. I did 1,000. Yeah. Getting my swole on. You uh, you just dropped them so carelessly. Oh, what? <laughs> it's my gym, it's free space, Mike. I can do yeah. what I want. <laughs> All this, oh, this space. Seventy-eight-inch pythons. Call, call it, yeah. Call my space the aquarium for the pythons. Uh, we are back at it Jesus. with another episode, brother. Uh, <laughs> you are full of energy, demand. I'm. Well, at least one of us are. Now nah, I'm doing pretty good, though. But yeah. Well, Get the hat too. I think this. Is, well, you've 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 rocked hats before. I think that was the first time you've actually put a hat on backwards, though. That's that's a whole persona it's there. It's been a hot minute since I've thrown a hat on backwards. My, I mean. I don't know. I haven't been much of a bro as of late, but I'll say that it's like I don't really rock a hat, a hat backwards. I mean, my mm -hmm. neck has to pretty much be on fire, but you know that's the way we roll. Episode number fifty-one, fool! Woo! We are on episode fifty-one. We got a lot to cover in this yes, episode. As always, we are not going to run into three-hour time periods tonight. We promise you. <laughs> people got lives you got places to go we are not going to make this the equivalent of watching a lord of the rings movie yeah try to be out of here in an hour and a half but we got a lot of news a lot of things coming at you bam 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 mike tell them what they won all right and guys of course thanks for being here on the nissan nerd podcast on this episode we learned that nissan will be supplying their gen 3 powertrains uh in formula e to mclaren Nissan powertrains and a McLaren. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to showcase a few Nissans that participated in Goodwood Festival of Speed uh, this past week. And then we're going to go ahead and share a few products that we like in an episode or in a segment we like to call Shut Up and Take My Money. So we're going to do that. Trying to do. That. I mean, I used my thumb like for forty percent of that, but it was only forty percent. Still, still, I did. That was. I, impressive. I, that, was that takes me back. I, I thought it was like some sort of some sort of bar trick that you learned in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's yes. get some business right into it. Uh, let's yes. start with the pleasantries. What have you been up to? Well, um. This last week's been pretty good, though. Actually, um, I I want to thank you for helping me out here. I know it's not it hasn't been too long since we uh, we hung out. You came over this last weekend to uh, pick up some Z parts, well, and you then cried and then yeah, I come around and I discover that my AC's essentially gone out. And wow. uh, you being the handyman, I mean, uh, just the guy who always wants to help. Shoot, I think you stayed about four hours longer than you had planned helping me get my AC fixed. <laughs> Yeah, the wind was hot that day. <laughs> so, 
But so, yeah, uh, yeah. We, uh, we, uh, I, I want to say, say thanks for uh, helping me out uh, get, getting the AC fixed. So we had a, a, a clogged drain and frozen coils. And yeah, about four hours later, we were back in action, man. The car house was nice and uh, cool again. So a jack of all trades, Mr. Miles Hall. So I want to say thanks for that, man. It's a lot like working on a Datsun L series. Anything with HVAC, it's kind of the same. So you just got to <laughs> you gotta identify your problem, attack your problem, and then blame the, it on something else if it doesn't fix itself. The Datsun air compressor, if you've ever seen a factory air compressor on a Datsun, it's very much like a home compressor. Rare. It's very big. Unicorn horn, unicorn horn, but when you do see them, they're hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> they are huge. Yes, so... If you can pass that on, I think you'll be doing all right, you know. So, yeah, um, you know, again, I want to say thanks, man. Uh, I had a pretty good time. I know we, we went out and got some things, to, and then we went and got some lunch, and uh, really enjoyed my time, though. Uh, I was thinking about it, Miles, is that the last episode, I forgot to tell you and then tell everybody that, you know, Father's Day was around the corner, and uh, we've since celebrated it, or you've celebrated it, not me, that I know of, uh, celebrated Father's Day. Uh, Within the last week, what did you do for Father's Day, man? What's anything well, special? The I mean, breakfast in bed? So I don't know. I attempted to do what all fathers try to do on Father's Day, and that's to be left the hell alone in the garage. But it did not happen because uh, I got suckered <laughs> by these two people that just keep yeah. sucking me into their life. <laughs> they realize I don't. I want to be all by myself, but. They keep loving me and giving me stuff and blah, 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 and taking me out for <laughs> whining and dining me. But here we are. I will say one thing that's pretty cute. So I've got a daughter that actually um, occasionally makes me like cards because we hang out and we're cool like that. So yeah. she made me a card, and I'll see if I can put it up for all you guys. But she goes, I love you, but it says Bob. <laughs> she doesn't know how to write dad yet she hasn't figured it out because she's just learning to write. <laughs> so, and then there we go and I am the big that's tall, sweet yeah i'm the taller curly haired goofy one okay and and then she's the smaller one which is straighter hair equivalent much prettier yeah than yeah the, the taller well, scruffy one the detail the, the detail well that shows yeah that's the sun right there it's uh it's to scale it's too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we are bigger than the sun. So yeah, yeah. Was so it bedazzled? Know. I thought I saw some bedazzling to the oh, border yeah, of that everything, thing. Everything in my house is bedazzled now, so that's why the garage is off limits to these guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> schools would be bedazzled, and yeah, it's crazy. So wow. Yeah, but, but it's slick though. I mean, I got a kid who's like really interested in the garage life. Oh yeah. I mean, for those that kind of follow me on Facebook, and if you want to, you can just send me a gra send send me a like, and you're pretty much just going to get a world of memes, right? So it's not really <laughs> anything I ever put up personally, but I do throw a lot of beautiful uh, Father's Day memes that come out from time to time, and it, the ones that I like to do are like all the moments that you remember with your father of them, like working on cars together, if you were so lucky, yeah. or you're like holding the flashlight and then the father yells, hold it straight. Like, <laughs> I mean, like those are beautiful. And I try to yep. show those around every father's day. So yeah, if you get a chance, yeah. uh, look at my, you uh, name's up on the podcast. So check that out. That's fun. That's, that's nice, man. Yet you, you try to show her the, 
Well, the beams are one thing, but then when you actually get her out there to try to help you, it's kind of like one of those rites of passage when you're like, this is her first flashlight, you know, uh, this is her first oh, yeah. wrench or, you know what I mean? And like, this is the first time that I swore at her. That's how you, this is when I broke her innocence, uh, by, uh, realizing that her father swears. <laughs> What are you looking at? Right. We <laughs> Who's asking your opinion if it's too tight? You need a torque wrench, Dad. Get out of my garage. But Dad, I love you. Not right now. <laughs> if you really love me. <laughs> if you really love me, you would have given me that torque wrench. You wouldn't have dropped a 10 millimeter in the in the under the dash. Right. Anyway, moving on. Yes, let's move on. By the way, you mentioned how you said your life is a world of memes and whatnot if you uh and, and ladies and gentlemen i'm going to go ahead and testify to that because and i was talking we were talking about this just earlier you invited me to a group uh on facebook and i have yet to accept the invite because i know you and if i know you the way i do this is going to be a dark cd alleyway virtual you know, digital alleyway on on facebook and um i like, to party. I like my I, memes to party so yeah go on I want to give you a chance to justify yourself before I add myself to this group. And I've seen a few. I'm going to share my screen on this. This is what's called Big Ultima Energy. Oh, yes. That, I, I, you know. It's, it is a, it's beautiful. It's the quintessential, most exquisite, pinky out, ghettoist <laughs> Facebook group that you can be part of. So if you haven't checked it out already, I know most of us are like Z fans and Dotson fans, but I will say this, you subscribe for the content, folks, and it is choice. It's choice. I've seen a few along the way, and what that's, I've noticed... That's one of my favorites right there. Yes. The Ultima Hearse? Is this the one oh, what it yeah. is? Just when you thought it couldn't get any any worse, the hearse. That is a... You don't know which way you're going in and out. Hold on. Pop it back. <laughs> look. You don't know which way you're going in and out of that thing. Look at that. That's it. Okay, look. You might go in one way, and then the small pocket door is... Maybe it's a crematorium. It, I mean, it's but, it's only when it's your day that you go through the main entrance. But when it's not your day, and you're just being transited from uh, one place to another... A, maybe they do a pet and pet owner combination... That's where they keep the beer, bro. That's the, That's <laughs> the, the ice chest. Yeah. The ice chest. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I've seen so I've seen a combination of two things uh, with this Ultima site, big Ultima Energy, which is you you notice how reliable these cars are, and then you see the types of owners that own them at the same time. And I'll say they. They run them into the ground. These cars keep on going, so it's a testament to the reliability. Honestly, I'll, I'll give I'll give them that, which I you know I, I like. Say there, there is a strong brand recognition of reliability in the face of ghetto ownership. <laughs> so, it's true, and, and and I was thinking about it. It's kind of a catch twenty two because you can see it right here. Look at this. They even showcase it here for over four hundred and 50,000 miles on this Ultima, which they're showcasing the reliability. That's great. But it's like, who knew that social media would turn a positive thing into a negative thing? You know? <laughs> well, no, it gets, it gets a lot worse, man. It, like a lot of like, I don't know what it is. It's like the, it's like the Batmobile for like 
ghetto night activities. It's just like it's, <laughs> it's just starting to get that brand where it's just like that, and it's just it's kind of nuts. It just kind of blows my mind. It's like, all right, it's kind of it, crazy. It's definitely a lifestyle for sure, and uh, for sure, for sure. Here we go. What is this? Oh. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and just skip it really crazy. It's just, uh, yeah, it just blows my mind. Like you'll see people just recording themselves, driving Altimos, driving on the highway at 120, 130, which we do not condone here at the Nissan nerd podcast. But if you pulled it off and cool, I guess, <laughs> I don't know if we're, uh, promoting that lifestyle, but yeah, it's, I don't uh, know. No, I don't, I don't. Whoa. See what I mean? This is some crazy Altima stuff going on. I think this makes, a very good case that an Ultima would be an awesome <laughs> that an Ultima would be a great chump car. I think that if there's if we learn anything from this is that an Ultima yeah. could make a pretty decent chump car in the future. So if that? you get a chance, uh, if you want to add a little more brightness to your day through my without having to go to my meme page or the Nissan Nerd podcast and look for our memes, uh, Big Ultima Energy, we're gonna give it the thumbs up of approval of uh just making a smile from time to time with crazy weird stuff so yeah oh yeah awesome awesome stuff <laughs> uh so that being said okay you persuaded me i'm gonna go ahead and add myself to the group and uh, uh you're in it for life it's like a, it's like a, the crips once you're in blood like, in blood out yeah blood in blood out that's exactly what it is. <laughs> all right all right, all right. So we got to do some crowd work Let's do it. Right. Let's do it. All right. Of course, we do have a lot of you guys here with us tonight. Go ahead, Miles. What do you see? Here tonight of all the bars and all the places. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Matthew Lichon is jumping on with us tonight. Thank you, as always, Matthew. Yes. Ion, as always. Let's Thanks for being here, Ion. Randall, finally. Haven't seen him in a hot minute. He's probably tuning in from... God knows wherever they have him in this country. So good to have him on with us. Brad McDonald, what's up, what's up? Brad's coming from uh, Australia. Yes, he does. That's awesome, man. Thanks for being with us, man. (laughs) Uh, It's probably like 2 a.m. for him right now, so kudos to him. Oh, shoot. We got last one here before we keep on going. Bert, what's up, man? All right. So with that being said, the boys are in enough of us to where we can cause a little bit of trouble. I'd say we get at it. So, yep. You want to raise a glass right. on this one? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead. A little salute. Mike, you do it. It's been a hot right. minute since we've done one. All right. Again, of course, guys, want to say that uh, uh, salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and to those who we may have lost. Let us be reminded of them always. Let's go. Kanpai, everybody. Clink. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Can we do the news? Can we do the news? I'm dying to do the news. Let's do the news. Let's do the news. You want to do the news? Let's do the news. Let's do the news. All right. right. I'll go first. Uh, This article I want to share with you. um, Normally, I would... It's related to Formula E and Nissan and Formula E. I would typically save it for the motorsports segment but this news is so big in my opinion that i think it's definitely worth uh, spending a little bit more time on it um i'll share my screen let's go for it so let me just do a little bit of recap nissan has been making some major uh changes major uh making major news uh with 
with Formula E. This again, recapping what what's been happening in the last uh, two months here. First of all, they've they now own 100% uh, ownership of uh, the Formula E team. That wasn't the case; hasn't been until now. Uh, they're definitely upping their investment. There's a big change coming for Formula E starting next year, which is there is a new generation power plant. They're calling it the Gen 3 powertrain. Uh, these to sum up this powertrain and this car in general, it is a, a win across the board. It's going to change the way Formula E happens. These cars are lighter. They're faster. Uh, they regenerate power even better. Uh, almost everything about this car is better. Uh, we're going from 600 horses to 800 horses. We're hitting a top speed going from 160 to 200 miles an hour potential uh, with these cars. And... I guess the new news that you can see here is that Nissan will be powering McLaren in 2023 uh, Formula E. Uh, McLaren is actually entering, this will be, it, next year will be its first year as a constructor in the Formula E uh, series. And for the entirety of the Gen 3 powertrain era, uh, Nissan will be their power powertrain supplier. So, uh, I think it's a really nice collaboration. Uh, I think it's bringing some really good news uh, for what's happening here. Uh, let's see what I have here. Uh, I think that uh, overall, of course, in this article, this is through the Nissan News uh, media outlets. Of course, uh, both Nissan and McLaren representatives talk very highly of each other. Now, what I was thinking about this was... Nissan, in the let's say in the, now the, I should say this. Nissan has been a very competitive constructor since they've entered Formula E. They they've won as high as second place as a constructor uh, in Formula E. These last two years, last year and a half, not so much. Last year they were tenth place. They were last place as a constructor, and this year they're currently in eighth place. Uh, and these are with the Gen Two cars. This is the last year of the Generation Two car. So part of me was thinking, what's going on? McLaren selecting Nissan. I mean, there are some other constructors out there that could, uh, at least on paper, uh, be a better choice. Uh, but the fact that McLaren and Nissan are working together it makes me think that these Gen 3 cars are really going to be the golden era for Nissan. They're, Nissan's got something up their sleeve with these Gen 3 cars. I think they've been able to prove something to McLaren uh, why uh, these their development in this new car is going to be so great or, or is so great. That they've been able to persuade McLaren to buy in and, and be the official uh, uh, powertrain supplier for the McLaren team. So uh, I want to give some props to this. I really think that for you, for you guys online, if if you're interested in Formula E, even just a little bit, this is going to be a big time as a Nissan fan to to want to check out uh, Formula E uh, starting next year. Essentially, this year is doing good as well, but uh, as a whole, Gen, the Gen 3 powertrains are going to be very, very big coming uh, next year. I uh, wonder if they're going to get any development from uh, from that overall. You know, I mean, usually you kind of get a little bit of goodness and some R&D from getting, uh, getting your platforms kind of out there. But, yeah, I mean, there's a potential for a lot of cool things to kind of come from that. So, yeah, and I wonder how much of that is Nissan based, or how much of it's Renault based. So it's curious, or it's a com yeah, uh, an effort, you know, um, a communal effort in an effort to put out a, a superior product. But I don't know. We'll find out. So. I don't know. 
I um, they mentioned in this article that there is a collaboration between McLaren and Nissan, so there has to be some sort of sharing of information. Uh, who knows what it is? I, I, the provided that McLaren is using Nissan technology, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more information being shared with McLaren than than the other way around. Uh, but who knows? I mean. Go ahead. These days, Nissan's putting a lot of eggs in the basket for uh, for this um, for this Formula E uh, effort. I mean, they, they've, yeah. they've like you mentioned. I mean, there's so much that's kind of going on, and, and it just kind of drives the question: like, what else is coming down the pipeline? Like, there, because we only see so much, you know. Um, and then underneath the surface, you know, there's probably like six, seven, eight power moves um, ahead of what is really going to be coming down the pipeline. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested yeah. in that. Well, this Gen three transition is a big move. I can tell here that Nissan is taking is doing their best to take full advantage of it. Uh, I think they want to be obviously like every team. They want to be the top constructor in the league. It's it, it is so it is that win on Sunday, sell on Monday. You know, I think that that uh, maybe yeah. that ideology still exists. I mean, uh, the the Formula League in general is the forefront of technology, uh, and it's a very it's a great avenue for Nissan to uh, showcase its abilities. And of course, it seems like every episode we always talk about some new development in the e powertrain world related to Nissan. So, uh, right. you know, I think one of the last ones was the solid state batteries. It makes me think, what, I'm pretty sure this thing's going to be equipped with solid state batteries, which is what Nissan call a game changing battery. Uh, there's a lot of things that Nissan's doing. And, you know, we were always talking about investment. You know, where is Nissan investing their money? Well, it's obviously in, in e technology and in, in e motorsports like this. So um, I do give them props. One of these questions, too, you know, and I hadn't I really had a chance to fully look into this, but. Uh, if Nissan's wanting to make some waves here, do you think they'll replace any of its drivers next year? Like, uh, which of the which of the drivers have contracts that are due? You know, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good leap. That's a pretty substantial leap you've just taken. We went from replacing drivetrains for the series. Now you're talking about should we think about just changing out our drivers? I mean, come on, man. But I don't know. They've got some pretty strong drivers right now. But yeah, well, considering, go ahead. There is a history of you ain't winning. <laughs> well, I mean, just, if so. if I if I had to recap how the drivers are doing this year, just based on what I've been reading and studying and watching uh, from the Nissan team, is that their drivers typically show a good midfield performance uh, okay. in qualifying. In qualifying, they're they're pretty they're, they're good in qualifying, uh, but it's the race segment that's something um, you know with the pace uh, or, or some sort of some form of, of bad luck typically what will hit them um so far but uh not to say they're not bad drivers not to say that they're not bad drivers we know but Boemi is a uh oh uh, we were talking about it last time i think he 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 is he's won uh for- formula e as a driver before he's you know he's a very seasoned driver and a veteran leader. driver yes he is he's a uh, veteran seasoned veteran driver very much so so and Gunther uh, Maximilian Gunther is, is his first year. However, he's been driving for years before other leagues. So, so it was Rowling. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We bring up Rowling, man. That's like the scorned. He's still in Formula E, by the way. I've been following him. I think he's in the Jaguar team or some other team. Uh, he has his highs and lows. I mean, but uh, he's still in it for sure. Can I come to the mixer, guys? Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, moving on. But yeah, you know, yes. he wrote, he he drove for the team. So kudos to him, regardless of what year it is. So, all right, moving yes, along. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, a good article, man. Actually, that could be a game changer. More is probably going to be coming down the pipeline on that one as we roll into the next season. I bet you. So, just a few things here. We did have somebody from online here, Randall, <laughs> saying that. Uh, just might change. Uh, they may change just due to the faster speeds. Now, my fault. Just to mention that as well, that concern has been placed uh, in previous um, in the past because these cars are getting so much faster. These tracks have not. Formula E up till now has been predominantly street courses. Street courses are typically very narrow courses. Short. Um, Short, um, the level of safety is nowhere is not as high as a as an official track <laughs> setting. No. So, so yeah, I mean, you're getting cars that are faster, lighter, more powerful. Uh, there's going to be a good battle, changing of. Uh, I will say this: the bottleneck factor in Formula E is crazy. Like, if they'll all go into this like. Crazy hairpin turn that's like barely wide enough for like one and a half cars, and you know there's going to be contact there, and you're just like, it, believe it or not, there's a lot of contact in Formula E. So um, if you're into contact, if you're into some some great street courses, yeah, I, I would recommend checking it out. If you if you haven't already bit into it and and seen everything from the last few seasons, check out the rest of the season. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening with the motorsport season um, a little bit later on. When we talk about yes. motorsports, but yeah, totally. So. But uh, you had an article. What what article do you have for uh, for us, Miles? <laughs> Well, actually, um, you know, this isn't quite didn't quite feed our motorsports page, but it also did have a lot that was happening uh, just this past week. Um, so, for those that don't know, the Goodwood Festival of Speed just went down, and surprisingly, for an event that's you know found its started its roots, um, you know, out of England, um, there's quite a bit of Nissan representation uh, these days. Um, you know, with uh, especially with all the excitement with the drift world and everything that's kind of bleeding into um, the Goodwood festival these days. Mm. So I wanted to kind of talk about some of the cars that were uh, found over at Goodwood because there's been some great um, video footage that I found over YouTube okay. and I'm going to steal the steering wheel here a little bit as I move sure. forward. Um, the first vehicle that I wanted to talk about is one that's actually no stranger to the Goodwood festival. Um, and it's actually one of my favorite replica cars. It's actually the, um, uh, Calsonic R32. Um, actually, yeah, I know, man. And it, it's super sick. And I'm going to play this in the background. You're a fanboy for Calsonic, that's for sure. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, totally. And I'll let this play in the background. But this is actually one of my um, favorite cars um, that made its way out to the um, uh, Goodwood Festival again this year. So if you get a chance, you can check this out. We'll put the link up here and um, I'll let it play a little bit in the background. Um, but these were some of the uh, the best runs from Sunday. 1,000 PS Calsonic Skyline. You can just see it kind of running through. I don't know if you could hear that engine noise. <laughs> Still got it. It's still got it, I man. Was, 
I always think the scariest part of this whole track when they do these runs is not the hay bales. It's not this open part because it's fairly tame at this level. But when you get around this wall right here. It's oh, just that wall. The flint the, wall. The, the, the flint wall, the butt puckering factor. I don't know why. It just it's there. And then they've made these a little wider this year. Uh, for those that don't know, the hay bales are a little further out. Um, so, yeah, very cool. But, yeah, a great run for this car. I mean, it's just, you know, now, how can you deny? So I I won't lie, man. Uh, you know, I've been – I've seen – the Goodwood videos, uh, you know, every year, same time every year is when you always see this huge mash of videos. And I always considered it some sort of uh, exhibits, some sort of uh, showcase of certain cars because they're vintage cars. I mean, I mean, a lot of them are. Some are prototypes, some are, you know, whatever the case may be. And it wasn't until uh, this year that I – because there were some records broken that it is actually timed. People are competing. Uh, certain people are competing for you know best time, like you said, hay bales. They're being further apart because people are just trying to drive these cars until the wheels fall off, keeping these things going. You know, well, uh, you know what's crazy is yeah, and you know, some of these uh, the classic cars that they have kind of ripping through some of these courses are like man, that's a half million dollar, one million dollar, four million dollar vehicle just ripping through it, and it's just kind of great to see those cars doing what they're supposed to be doing at that time. Uh, one more vehicle, not necessarily necessarily a classic but definitely one vehicle that is kind of stole the show a little this year um was mm -hmm. actually the uh, liberty walk s15 that came out set up more as a drift car um you know you actually had famous um japan drifter hibino uh, made his way out to drive this vehicle this year but this thing was a show stealer this year um a beast of a vehicle um it yeah. is rotary powered we won't hold it too much against them but uh, wow. again this vehicle was uh was pretty impressive let me see here i'll see if i can give you some sound i should have known by the exhaust note i didn't even they didn't even occur to me i've seen this video and this is what i mean by not all cars are competing for time this one is sort of an exhibit having given the audience a nice show you know mm -hmm. i would agree and it's a great vehicle to uh to uh, to show on here if we can get the sucker to play. I think his body language showed how excited he was. The words didn't matter. You exactly knew what he was uh, what he was feeling and how he was expressing himself. So you know, this is how he goes to talk. And again, hang out the cockpit. Here we go. This is car running a quad it's kind of funny sometimes because how do you know a drifter's made a mistake aside from hitting the wall like it's like oh they overspun no they just kind of turned it into a turned it into a a, a donut you know what i mean <laughs> that's where style is drift cars are judged based on their drifting style you know yeah well there, there's clip points there's a lot that goes into these things but this is definitely a real competition so they they're they do proximity clip points he's waving as he's drifting man <laughs> well it's a fairly tame drift course yeah through, boy, boy, boy. boy. 
I mean, appreciate you muting that video, Miles. There's an echo, man. God, yeah. There you go. Now I can see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, again, an impressive vehicle nonetheless. Um, and like I said, if you want to check it out, we actually listed this video along with a few others on the Nissan Nerd podcast page. Um, again, very cool um, to check out if you get a chance. So highly recommend. That's awesome, man. And uh, you can actually also check up the YouTube videos um, for the build on this vehicle too as well, um, mm. which was actually um, still available out there as well. So, yeah. And, and how how much longer until the S15 is out? I'm sure everybody's dying to know. I mean, they know they're just, but they're just waiting for it to be uh, come to the states. So 2019, sorry, 1999 was the, uh, I think the starting point on that, or 2024, yeah, two years, years from now. Yeah, year yeah, and a half. Two years from now, until you get the S15. If there were any available, from what I understand, there was a lot of limited numbers for the S15. So the chance they're beautiful of- cars, man. Yeah. I'm just so sad that we didn't get it. Yep, and here we are. So to this day. <laughs> All right, man. Great article, man. I uh, I enjoyed that. I hope everybody. Actually, we have some really good comments here online. Uh, let's share this. Actually, I, I like the uh, Bert's comment. He says. 1990 is now vintage. Yeah, damn, I'm getting old. So I'm like, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think all of us. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, with the calisonic. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, we're all getting to be silverback gorillas these days. So, this is what it is. <laughs> Brad says rotary power. Thumbs up. Uh, is that? I wonder. In Australia, is is <clears throat> rotary? Rotary is a pretty. I think it's much more prevalent. There, there is a rotary scene here in the states. But I want to say that in Australia, it's it's more it's more noticeable. We got some of the supercars with the Winkle goodies in them, but we didn't get enough of them, quite honestly, in my opinion. I am a huge fan of uh, FCs, but FDs are like my thing. Like if I wasn't oh, a Nissan guy, I would be an FD guy. It's just I could never freaking afford them. Uh, and now <laughs> they're really un- unobtainium. I, I actually had a when I was in. California a long time got a chance to meet the designer um for the FD we sat down and kind of talked around for a long time through a mutual friend um who was actually writing a book on that gentleman and we just happened to have to get a chance to kind of hang out and get dinner together very Mm. interesting man very serious about um design and just that the execution in that car I mean we're not here to push Mazda stuff but the execution (laughs) of that vehicle is just amazing and I I do say that with in a bowing manner that's one hell of a vehicle so moving on but uh yeah um that but that's everything that i want to talk about again there's tons of goodwood festival stuff out there if you want to check it out um absolutely love that event um one of these days maybe bucket list we'll figure it out so cool cool all right man well uh if it's cool with you miles i'm going to move on to a series of small stories uh at least uh we we can call them honorable mentions. You know, not they all can't be first round draft picks. So let's go ahead and um, name a right. <laughs> name a few extra uh, quick stories uh, that really uh, you guys online should be uh, should know about. So we call this segment news in sixty seconds. So we'll go ahead and get into it. I'll start first, Miles. I know you've got one in a minute here. So let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> First one is a PSA from your friends here at Nissan Nerd Podcast. There is a Nissan recall that is in effect. It's happening uh, just the last two days. Uh, over 300,000 Nissan Pathfinders are going are under recall for a sudden opening of the hood. Uh, specifically, the 2013, the 20, 2013 to 2016 Nissan Pathfinders. Uh, they're saying here uh, in this article from Reuters, it's an article that we picked up. Oh, they say it right here. Uh, Nissan said that there's an accumulation of dirt and dust on the secondary hood latch that could cause it to open even if the hood is closed. Potentially <laughs> so allow it to dirt. pop up without warning. What's that? Pops the it's what it is. Garage. It popped the hood. Popped the hood? <laughs> popped the hood. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's like, dude, it's, you know, I don't know, That's... man. It, it, it's pretty messed up. But um, but you know what? I will say this about Nissan. They're pretty good with their recalls, just like most Japanese manufacturers. They kind of follow that standard of quality and protecting the brand. So when they put out a recall, it's serious business. So if you are one of those uh, parties who own one of these SUVs, or maybe you're just curious, if your vehicle falls in that line, again, this is a PSA, a public service announcement. We care about your safety. So make sure that you're checking in with your dealerships, mm -hmm. checking your VIN number, and see if you follow in with that recall. So again, we want you to enjoy your yeah, vehicles, yeah. not drive with the hood popped up all ace ventura style so. not not like the not like those not like those ultimas that we saw earlier that's the you don't want your pathfinder looking like a big ultima energy is that what you're well, saying those guys do it on those guys do it on purpose i meant to do that yeah so. <laughs> great timing new, with the new, pop the hood by the way yeah oh yeah you know hey it's yeah. as as i as i consume the greatness comes out yeah. Now, I will say um, Nissan is saying that their remedy is under development and it will send out interim notifications uh, this week, beginning this week. So if you do own a Pathfinder, keep a lookout in the mail. You'll probably be getting a Nissan uh, letter pretty soon, which gets me. And they're, they're saying that there's a collection of dirt and dust. That's the great part. You know, you can just kind of get some a rag and some water in the short term just, just take a look stop, just, now, just stop stop because you're going to end up getting somebody killed because they went in uh, there and sprayed wd-40 in the wrong hole and they good point they saved the thing just let a pro get it get there put the little recall badge underneath the, oh i'm still saying there. that's true i'm still saying go to get the recall but if 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 you're two yeah, days before so, the appointment, go ahead and maybe just look at, look at it. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead and uh, everybody out there, don't listen to Mike because he couldn't fix his <laughs> AC system. So, <laughs> you, you don't need to be dying out there on the roads because Mike didn't didn't give you the proper answer. Go to Nissan, get the recall. It's free. Fatality. Yeah, exactly. Come on, uh, don't listen to Mike. Fatality. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. Now you had one, Miles. You had a an. Uh -oh. uh oh, you're gonna pick on me, aren't you? All uh -oh. right. Yeah, actually, this is Nissan yeah. financial news that I want to talk to you about. You got my link. Okay. Mr. Funny Man. Actually, I. You do. I do, don't I? Let's go ahead and fire this one up. Oh, look at you, Johnny, yeah. on the spot with the Facebook, with the pages. All right, this one's coming out of Reuters. Um, so this actually came out um, just about the time when we did the last episode, but 
there is a lot of news and a lot of financial news talking about what brands are spawning off their EV development and then potentially EV branding as well, um, which has been a hot topic for a number of years. Um, this actually came out as of recently and really it's talking and the title of the article says, Nissan says it's too early to predict EV unit spinoff. So EV unit, so an individual branding spinoff for Nissan. And me and Mike kind of talked about this offline. Um, and yeah. I'm going to read the article, but we talked about this offline and there was some interesting back and forth that we had on it. But I'm going to read the article to you. It says, it's too early to say whether Nissan Motor Company uh, would spin off its electric vehicle EV business division like its alliance member Renault. Uh, it's seeking to do a senior executive of the Japanese automaker said on Friday, which was um, last month, actually. It's too early to consider because of our diverse market portfolio and diverse product portfolio, says Nissan COO Gupta. Uh, the French car maker said in April all options were on the table for separating its EV business. Um, talking about Renault, obviously, including a public listing as it seeks to catch up with rivals such as Tesla and Volkswagen EV version um, going under the uh, ticker of VOWG. So yeah, so there could be a side business. So when you hear wording like that, you know what can happen from mm -hmm. this. How Datsun started. That's a, that's what I was thinking. You know, you say spinoff. Now Datsun was used, the name was used for a variety of things. One was to protect Nissan as they were entering the U.S. market, but others Correct. was that it was seen as an air experimental. I will say this. It was experimental. They were trying to test out the U.S. market, but in what capacity? A cost-effective, fuel-efficient vehicle. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, fast forward to present day where we are, the future of cost-effective or fuel-efficient is this EV powered. So yeah. could we see a rebrand and could the Datsun name come back under an EV badging? That would be fun. I, I like the idea of it. I mean, I love the Datsun name. Granted, that's a whole it's other been tried thing. In India, we dropped it. I mean, we, we had it. it. It just dropped. The final cars just ran through and full production has ceased, stopped. Uh, we knew yes. this was coming down the pipeline for the better part of a year and a half, roughly. Yeah. Um, when we actually covered this on like episode blah, four, 12, <laughs> whatever, uh, you'll have to go back and find it. Uh, yeah, but needless yeah. to say, um, it's something that we kind of talked about. And me and Mike, as we were digging into a hot AC system this last weekend, we talked about this. And, you know, it, it's it's thought-provoking. If you're a true nerd like us and want to kind of talk about, um, you know, what is the future of uh, the Nissan and the Datsun brand potentially coming back? I mean, we always want that to come back. But let's hear your thoughts. If you're kind of in the chat right now, let's let's hear that. Could <laughs> Nissan have a side hustle with the, with a new EV badging? And what would it be called? Would we Good kick point. up the Datsun name? Would we I retire think. Infinity and keep it all EV? Ooh, big mm. business. Big now, business questions. Now, the what I was thinking about as you were talking about this, Miles, is that you know Nissan has their Ambition 2030 plan, and part of that plan is that a large majority of their vehicles 
by 2030 are going to be electric. Uh, they've already mentioned, you know, it's it's like 30, 35 models, you know, within Nissan and Infiniti that are going EV. Uh, huge, huge steps forward. And aside from the trucks, the, the Titan and, and maybe, well, there'll probably be a, a hybrid frontier, if not already. Um, they're, they're all going to be electric. So, I mean, I know they're not going to try to phase out the Nissan name. If you're trying to make Nissan synonymous with conventional motors, then you're just going to phase out the name Nissan. You can't do that. I, I wouldn't think so. No, uh, no. So the name's going to stay in some capacity, but uh, I don't know. It, it kind of conflicts with me with the Ambition 2030 plan, but I do but like – I mean, You just don't know what's happening yet, and that's what we're trying to figure out. But we won't know. I mean, this is all future prediction, and half that stuff's happening behind closed doors. Nobody knows anything. It's all guesstimation. It's all hearsay. Nobody it knows is. anything. But, you know, it's always nice to kind of stir the pot, as it were. But, yes. Uh, yeah, here we are living in those thought-provoking questions, throwing it at you, putting it out there in the ether. What's going to happen? <laughs> uh, Bert's. Bert. Bert's already starting to change the name. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Evisan, Evsan, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a little too on the nose, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, the, is that, it's not so much here. <laughs> Or here, or here. Right on the nose, man. <laughs> All right there. But yes, I like the uh, the attempt on that one. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> so. I I have one more article we can talk about briefly. Uh, we should probably un we should probably learn what the term brief means at this point. But we will mention <laughs> I do have one one other article that we can briefly talk about here. Uh, we're talking about Boom, right here from the Nissan's uh, media page. Nissan and Wallbox, we all know who they are, to offer seamless home charging solutions for Nissan EV owners. I'll go ahead and say it. Wallbox is a uh, power supply, uh, you know, uh, bringing power home. Uh, essentially, installation of the uh, EV power box uh, to your home, to your dwelling, wherever you may be. Uh, but in this article, they're saying that installation, uh, Nissan's trying to make this a seamless service. So you, what they're saying here is that you can go to the Nissan website and purchase the uh, installation uh, and the product. Um, and, and after you go through that Nissan's process, the Wallbox dealer or the Wallbox installer will come to your home and actually make this happen uh, and install this thing for you. Uh, Specifically, the, uh, there is a model of Wallbox uh, charger. Uh, they call it the Pulsar 2, Pulsar Plus, Level 2 Home Charger. And I do like the idea they use Pulsar, Pulsar being an old Nissan name. I was like, eh, I like it. I'll, I'll let it fly. Uh, uh, Nissan's uh, <laughs> saying... The guy with a, with a mustache like this is going to show up at your door. It's like, I'm here to install your box. <laughs> <laughs> but no but i don't know it's weird it's like i don't know man sorry to to to, to steal your thunder but it's mm -hmm. just like i mean i like these units i love the fact that they're adaptable inside of homes um i like the the fact that you can just you know it's plug and play off of a 110 or potentially whatever it is 220 i haven't done the math or looked into that option for the home but it's it's I, I would think it's 220 you know um based off of the home because that's the most they can run but 
I don't know, man. Like I'm, but okay, let's let's go into that question. What if you're a renter? What if you're? Well, that's what I was saying. Uh, in this article, they talk about that. They're saying that these units uh, can be installed in homes, apartment buildings, and other multi-unit dwellings. And I think there's a lot of red tape involved with that. That how are you going to allow someone to inst you know to install this piece on a piece of property you don't own? Uh, that might be a little too technical, but. I mean, that, that sounds like yeah. a big ultimate energy kind of. Uh, <laughs> That's a, is that something an Ultima owner would do? Is that what you're saying? Certain, I mean, certain you know, ones. I pay the I pay the electric bill. Who cares? Who cares? About <laughs> it's all bills paid, man. We have this point. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the energy bill six hundred dollars this week? Like this month. So big Ultima energy is all bills paid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not to divert though, but yes, I think there's a lot of red tape on this, uh, especially in terms of liability, risk allocation. That's that's you, Miles. You're part of that insurance world, so that's that's what I live in. I live in in, in risk. I live in the world of risk. And yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. So, um, but needless to say, um, I would see the disclaimer packet on this being pretty fizz at. Uh, yep. At, you know, at least 10 millimeters. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes, but I would say when it comes to something like this, there's going to be disclaimers, but I would think the testing and the R&D for something like this is going to be tried and true. And Nissan's had this in their back pocket for many, many years. Don't think this is something they just came up with and then rolled out to market. That would be uh, a big misunderstatement. Um, Nissan has put millions if not probably with a b somewhere in there maybe but in the amount of development that they've done for this so for them to pull out a, a home unit i would say it kind of falls in line with what's probably happening with the industry yeah. tesla and all the other oh, big ford tesla superchargers ford, ford, and you know rivian yeah, yeah. which i'm giving a little shout out to somebody who's on with us right now but i don't want to say anything um, uh -huh. who i'm a big supporter of as well god i'm like here i am i'm pushing nissan and i've already said i'm a fan of mazda and rivian all right apparently uh, we are accepting applications here at the nissan nerd podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the rivian podcast um but uh I don't know. Don't tempt me. Just kidding. <laughs> but now I will say this though, that, um, we are, um, you know, there, there, there is a lot of pressure for Nissan to, to stay relevant and stay at the top of their game, uh, in this market. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what they're going to be coming out with. Um, I see this happening, but I don't know. I, I see other things, uh, I feel like there's something else that's going to happen that we can't see yet. It's in the fog, but something yeah. that's going to be, you know, to, to this day, and this is probably a million dollar idea. And I probably just made somebody millions of dollars by saying this, but some type of, you know, like taking those Tesla mm -hmm. using adapters to slap in your Nissan rig. Modern problems require modern solutions. I'm just yeah, saying, yes. Uh, that, I don't know. That's, that, that's going to be a, uh, that, that's going to be an eBay, someone 3D prints an adapter to go from Tesla adapter. It's going to burn up the first time you try using it. But oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you bought it on Etsy for $29.95. What did you expect? But yeah. needless to say, yeah, uh, I don't know. 
but I'm gonna stop talking about it. We're, we're still like, at the wheelhouse, and we'll leave it alone. So. I know, I know. I, I will say though, of course, you know, EVs have really been a talking point. Ha, have been a, a a viable option now for about the last ten to twelve years, it, but we're still in the forefront. Like you said, you mentioned this fog. We're still in it, man. This is there's still so much to be uh, gained, uh, so much to be learned. Uh, we're talking about the essentially what we're talking about with these home chargers is infrastructure, uh, how to keep these cars charged. You know, it's the modern gas station that's in your garage. You know, it's uh, it's, it's a crazy, lot to it. Right? I mean, but let's talk about that too as well. I mean, what happens to the modern day gas station? I've thought about this a lot, honestly. I think. A lot of them are going to go by the wayside. You're going to see a lot they of. They all uh, become Starbucks. I mean, they become like vape I mean, stores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dollar Generals, <laughs> vape stores. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like there's there's another franchise that could drop right there. Like, a oh yeah. Because, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> a golden chick, or you know, yeah, some yeah, sort no, of uh, some sort of a uh, fast food, payday, a payday cash loan place. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, the point is, it's like, yeah, your your brick and mortar. How well, does it impact? I, yeah, I, I mean, think yeah, this is the kind of stuff I think about when I, and I don't look like the guy who thinks about financial news all the time, but I do. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff just blows my mind. Like, okay, where is the brick and mortar business aspect? I um, mean, how is that going to be impacted? So yeah. Um, and a few people chimed in. Uh, Jeremy Stillwell said, check what Shell is talking about doing. All right. Or something. That is good look- to know. Because and I think about that too because, you know, of course, recharge time, I think a lot of this has to do with the amount of time it takes to recharge a battery to a certain point. Now, that means that whatever stop, whatever brick and mortar there is, it has to accommodate so many people for a certain amount of time. This is where your gas stations, I don't know, yeah. me, I think you're going to have filling stations. Everybody's going to try to compete on a level that is at like um, Bucky's. You know what I mean? Where you actually have well, a place to hang out and chill. I'm going to go. Like, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep on talking. I'm going to one up you. No, in we're, 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 okay. <laughs> I can have gold right now. How are you going to one up me? But all right, going back to it. But think about it like this. You're going to have more time. I mean, gas pump action. I can get in. I can fill my tank inside of three minutes now. Now that is substantially increased, regardless of how fast the technology catches up. And I, to this day, I still don't think it's going to happen for another five years to where you're going to break that time down to 15 or 20 minutes. Right now, charging time, yeah. what are we talking? Hour? Something like that? You got to hang out uh, somewhere. You, yep. Yep. It's lucky. Right? No, it's, it's, it, it's true. Well, here, here, here's what I was going to say forget oh, the whole Bucky's thing ticket. with the store. <laughs> Listen to this. Go ahead, Charlie, I'm thinking. I'm thinking laser tag. I'm thinking bowling. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, those multifunction places. You've seen back, them. Folks. 1985. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Go karts, laser tag, bowling, gas stations. Boom. All in one. You're welcome. And all maybe right, even a bar right or two now. because all these cars are getting self driving. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say right now bad idea. Alcoholics on the road. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to say autonomous, I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was it, Nissan pro pilot. It's going to get me. Home, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, you're just full of just bad risk assessment. Like miles, talk, you're Mike is talking about drinking and driving. He's talking about driving with your hood up. 
you know, fixing your <laughs> This is just all bad mic day. Don't just Well, <laughs> well it's kind of crazy cuz typically it's you. I guess it's my I just maybe it was my time. Maybe it's just my time. <laughs> maybe it's my time. Okay, you know, you have laser tag Yes. I, I don't know. I thought you were going to throw something lame in there, like a pet grooming service or something weird like that. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Axe throwing. I'm a little more, okay. a little more metal, a little more yes. axe throwing. Okay. Maybe a nail salon in the business. Mm. Just billiards, billiards and darts. I don't know. I was just going with axes. Just side of the building, throwing axes, yeah. bring your own axe, side of Bucky's. I- be there um just that's, that or if if recharge times don't get any better there's going to be a, a new game of gas side monopoly you play the entire game of monopoly while your car recharges that's how long it takes you ever you ever finished a game of monopoly now i'm gonna say that's D time brother i mean Ooh. or they'll just listen to an episode of the nissan nerd podcast by the time you're done with one of our that's freaking a episodes, that's a good plug yeah <laughs> it's a horrible idea we're, we're gonna be on the monitors of every Gas station, just right there, just Every watching us station, until then. Jesus, what has this world become? If it does, we're we're at a sorry state. Okay, I'm sorry. I know we've really beat this one, but I have another question for you. Uh, because people are spending more time charging their cars, because more people are spending time charging their cars, potentially, does that mean that certain gas stations are going to be themed? Like, is there going to be a Nissan enthusiast gas station? Is there going to be no, a insert not. brand there here? There is no need to do something no like necessity. That. Yeah. There'll be yeah, necessity. You, yeah, do, you need it. You'll have the uh, – what we'll do is you'll have like the carnival equivalent gas station process or, you know, you'll have yeah. something like the, the scary spooky clown kind of thing or the carnival. The escape Ooh, room yeah. gas station? Escape oh, room. God. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's an escape room. It's just, it's just a bathroom with a lot of just doors and walls. <laughs> just, <laughs> The key is taped underneath the bowl. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's down the bowl. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. You can't have this hand sanitizer until yeah. Yeah. you, I don't know, cut the key out of somebody else. But moving on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Randall Thompson, million dollar idea. Strip club charging stations. Charging stations. I, uh, the I four greatest that. words in the American language. Yes. That's I really have <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. I'm here for like 45 more minutes. The family, yeah, it's they're all over here. So, uh, <laughs> 45 more minutes. They got it just like that. So, 40. I don't know. Very, very cool. So, but yes, uh, yes, let's, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Now, I. <laughs> I like right, that one. Uh, honestly, I'm glad we actually got. We I think we could we can confidently say that we that we got as much as we could out of that one. Oh, I like that. Squeeze that, that turnip. Yeah, yeah. Moving Every on. drop, man. But it was worth it. I enjoyed it. Yes. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, let's go back to check comments. Let's see if anybody had anything mm. worthwhile of mentioning. Just kidding. Uh, let's see here. Ideas. Uh, Stillwell food trucks are starting to hang out at charging stations. Makes sense. Maybe get now, get a I dinner. This, um, Mr. Stillwell is no longer with Nissan as an employee. He's moved on to Rivian, um, and I've been keeping uh, close tabs on them as well. So he is definitely has a finger 
in that on the pulse on the pulse of what's yeah. happening. So very cool. Um, Birdomatic average car is kept now for about ten years, even if they stop selling ice cars today. Uh, they all need gas for the next ten years minimum. Damn. I'm, well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty five years, man. Yeah, I would say Bert. I am totally with you. Yep. I'm not ready to give up my gas station. Just oh, I'm yet. not. But we are in a changing world. My kid has to deal with it. I can still rock that. I'm still gonna be the uh, unappreciative uh, person for the technology. I'm still going to rock uh, carbs for a hot minute. I'm going to be old school for as long as I can, for sure. They say, I will leave you with this, Miles. Change is an inevitable, but growth is optional. What did you say on the bathroom wall of a Bucky's? <laughs> Moving on. I, you saw the picture. I shared that picture with you. I forgot. Damn it. No. <laughs> Never. Moving on. We're going to step into motorsports here today. Let's do it. Um, so from here, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the motorsports world. Uh, first at the top of the list, it's actually Super GT, but we don't got that much to kind of cover uh, in this episode. And um, we talked about last episode, the last race that happened was Super GT. A good result for Nissan. I'm not going to recap those because guess what? You should have been listening to last episode. So... All right, so but that was round three at Suzuka <laughs> National Circuit. Round four is coming up for uh, at Fuji, uh, but that doesn't happen until eight six and eight seven. So we got some time on our hands. Uh, we are in wow. that downtime period of almost two months of nothing going on with Super GT. So in the meantime, there's nothing to report. As soon as we got something to report, we'll let you know. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, we're halfway through the season. Uh, we've got five more races to go, and then we will uh, keep you updated as we move forward. So that's all I got for Super GT right now. No worries, no worries. Uh, I guess I'll move on to Formula E. Of course, we did have a great, uh, I'd like to think so, a nice, uh, great article already talking about it. But we will talk about the next race that's happened here in Formula E. Uh, within the last two weeks, very similar to Super GT Miles, there has not been a, a, a race. Uh, however, this weekend, July 2nd, you can uh, check out Round 10 uh, of Formula E in the streets of Marrakesh. That's northern uh, Africa, Morocco to be exact. Um, January 2nd, uh, this is at the Circuit International Automobile Moulay El Hassan. This is a brand new track. The Formula E League has not been to this track before. And if for anybody who really kind of follows whatever league it may be, when you get into a brand new track, it's actually a very interesting thing to, to watch because it, no one's been on it before. No driver. There's no veteran driver that has an advantage over a first-year driver. It's a good equalizer for drivers. It's similar to rain. Rain will really uh, prove a certain level of uh, ability it kind of levels the playing field for a lot of drivers so this this uh, course uh, Marrakesh this uh, upcoming weekend is going to be a really good example of that uh, and as a result you could be seeing a lot of uh, unexpected drivers on the podium you know you might see some some true talent shine here over the next weekend uh, Nissan is currently eighth in uh, eighth as a constructor with 13 points um, there is a lot to go if they want to be uh, top three even. But uh, 
there are there's still I think I'm sorry I don't have the number in front of me. I think it's like 18 races, uh, a decent amount of racing still let left to go this season. So there is potential. I can see. I could see Nissan if you know with some, with some luck uh, during the races. You know, like I said earlier, they qualify pretty well. Uh, they could be a good midfield uh, team uh, this year. So uh, that is uh, your uh, your update here. Uh, what do you what do you think, Miles? I think it's amazing. <laughs> now, I mean, the Formula E series, like I said, we've talked about this. We actually we we kind of pumped all the gas out of it unfortunately this talking about this last thing uh, we siphoned all the gas out of this out of this uh talking about it with the transmissions but then we got off on a on a tangent we started talking about it but again mm-hmm. tight courses a lot of contact it is actually really good racing if you get a chance to check it out um we will continue to keep you updated as we move through the series uh, we'll try to give you yeah. all the live feeds uh when the racing weekends come up here um as they start to unfold and continue on for the rest of the year cool cool well let's go ahead and move on miles i do have one more uh racing uh motorsports update to give you this is what uh something we've been following uh well throughout the year so far um and we're talking about the Centra Cup uh, out of Canada. Centra Cup and Micra Cup, I should be more clear. Uh, honestly, uh, two just just short of two weeks ago, uh, June 17th through June 19th was rounds three and four uh, of the Centra Cup in Montreal, Canada. Something we didn't mention last time, which I thought was really, really cool, was that the Centra Cup was held... During the F1 weekend, the the F1 Canadian Grand Prix was also on the same weekend at the same track. So I really think that as uh, a league, the way it is, the Central Cup got some really good exposure to a lot of people who wouldn't normally uh, search for this type of, uh, of events. So uh, I think it was if I was a driver, I would have been super excited to be on the same track at the same time, uh, the same weekend as as F1 drivers. So. Uh, it seemed to be a really good treat. Um, I'll get yeah. into results. Go ahead. I was going to say that's what we've been kind of hoping for. I mean, we've been a really we've been huge fans of this. We covered it last year actually, and then we, mm-hmm. we the problem was we just didn't have enough coverage that was out there. So it looks like they're starting to get a little more of the coverage. And I will say this: a lot of these races are kind of back to back, back to back, and it is pretty tough to keep up with putting media and videos out there for the market to kind of consume and, and, and follow. But yeah, I feel like they're doing a greater job uh, with it this year. Um, we want more. If you're out there and you're listening to us, <laughs> we want more. Cause honestly, we really love the event. Um, I love the fact that it's all Nissan, all brand. That's what we're here for. That's what we support. And um, yeah, I mean, the last race was uh, race two uh, was a was a wet one. Uh, I watched the whole race. It, it was. It was just spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. But the videos got released late and we, we didn't get a chance to um, to drop them out for you to see. Uh, me and Mike found a, we really took the time to dig over the last few weeks. And we have found all the like the links to a lot of the active racing uh, for mm-hmm. the event. And so we're hopefully going to be able to start giving you some real content, some real data as we go through it. But, um, Mike, let's talk about um, what happened with um, uh, race three and four on June 17th and 19th. Yes. So, you know, I, I understand for those listening sometimes is that it's really hard to uh, 
when you start getting into results, it's really hard to kind of communicate because it's two races happening at the same time. You've got the Sintras and the Micras on the same track at the same time. So what I was doing here was looking for trends. What's going on here? Uh, who's the fastest Sintra? Who's the fastest Micra? Let's just get into that. Uh, for round three, there was a name here. For rounds three and four, there was a name of a Micra driver who seems to be kicking ass man and let me show you this of course i think you can see my screen there car number 69 stefan radzinski your french is solid oh yeah 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 it's a ski man i don't know if he's french but i mean that's uh well maybe it might be what i'm saying though is that this guy here in a nissan micra radzinski yeah yeah, that's close enough. Rad. Rad for short. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Stefan Rad. Let's go with him. Yeah. Uh, look, second place for the for the uh, race as a whole in a Micra Cup, which is way less powerful than a Sintra. And if you look at these uh, standings here, there are 10 Sintras. He beat out 10 Sintras throughout this cup to get second place. In a micro, man, I think it's very, very impressive. Uh, he uh, uh, starting position second, which means he qualified very well, and a finish, finishing position of second place as well. So I saw this and I said, "All right, well, let's go into race four. Let's see how Mister uh, Stefan Rad did as well." Sure enough, starting position two, finish in first in a micro. He beat every Sentra out there. And this is a spec class. This isn't like this is some huge, uh, you know, modified Sentra. These are spec classes. And I'm really wondering just how in the hell did this guy, this guy has to be just, just bleeding driver, you know, talents. This should be, these, this guy should be on somebody's radar. Sweating. Sweating excellent. Pissing excellence. Yeah, pissing excellence, this guy. I don't know if anybody online uh, knows more about this guy, but uh, I do know this. He's But Mike has a crush. So No, no. I should have. No, no. I, I will say this. Uh, he's car number 69, which tells me he likes to party. So I'm like, he's having a great time, and he's kicking ass while he's doing it. This guy, I want to, I, I want to party with him. That's all I'm saying. Like this, this guy seems cool. <laughs> I would tell you this. So if that's one guy we need to keep continue to look into as we go forward covering the Centra Cup. Now getting into the Centra class, let's go ahead and give some, uh, some, some, uh, some love to the Centra class. Let's give love to the Centra whose series they got decimated by a micro. Go ahead. By a micro, it, it is true. Uh, th again. Uh, Simon Charbonneau, Char Charbonneau. You let's go with so Valerie L. Let's go with the last initials and Kevin King. I remember Kevin King from last season, so I do know that he is a returning driver. Uh, car number one uh, for in this example, round three, uh, started fifth, uh, finished fourth, and uh, during round four, Mr. King uh, finished in second place. So uh, Anne had the best lap time of of the day so uh there are some really talented uh drivers that you see here uh consistently being uh on top of the uh of the rankings on top of the points so uh i'll i'll be sure that we continue to uh 
give these guys some love as, as we as we keep on going. Honestly, uh, yeah, this Stefan Rad guy, dude, he is he's kicking ass, man. That's probably the first, the top of the list, the guy that I want to keep following uh, here for the podcast. Well, I guess we're going to see how he does in five and six, and we'll see if he lives up to your uh, to your boy crush, and we'll call it. <laughs> Oh. I'm going to have a flag, a sign, just say, oh, yeah. Call me, I love coming every baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that's everything that we've got coming up for the, uh, for that episode um, of, uh, you know, our motorsports portion. Now from here, we have to move on to the uh, fun stuff, uh, yeah. which is actually uh, our feature uh, for the episode and i don't know we've been we, we nerd out about tools we're nerd about uh, car parts we nerd about pretty much just about everything but guess what this episode mm-hmm. we get to nerd out on stuff and i'm always excited because we get to do another episode of shut up and take my money so yeah on yes. this one, um you know you were like okay we got to dwindle this down we want to stay on our hour and 30 minutes i'm like what do you want to talk about mm-hmm. and i do want to talk about a tool that i bought uh, that I I'm, I had my eye on for a while, okay, and I absolutely uh, love. Um, <clears throat> so let's see here. Uh, give me the steering wheel, Mr. Mike. Sure. And I want to show you uh, a tool if, if for those that actually truly restore, or you need to sand or prep a vehicle. You kind of want to do this. You're kind of the do-it-yourselfer. This tool is amazing, and um, I have had an opportunity to kind of um, kind of bounce. Um, you know, just back and forth with a, guy, a lot of guys who restore vehicles and ask them, hey, what is in your toolbox? Like, what are you using right now besides the old traditional body hammer stuff, pulling out dents? What are you using? And this tool right here, this is the um, Eastwood SCT, um, I have to say is one of the most impressive tools that I've seen. I've had an opportunity to kind of see what it what it does. I've been watching the videos forever and it just looks nothing but impressive. So if you get a chance, you may want to look at this. It's a very cost effective tool. The price originally on this thing was like three, three fifty when it first dropped out. But the amount of availability to kind of strip paint down to the bare metal and kind of see all the sins that you got on a panel that you need to stop. You need to kind of prep, build up, seal, and then lay down your primers and then everything else. This gets you down to bare metal faster than just about anything else that I can think of at a fraction of the cost. Um, the drum rolls are pretty much mm-hmm. infinite. Um, you have tons of those that you can use and the cost is actually pretty damn chill and um, <clears throat> you know, uh, pretty damn relative uh, cost effective now mike you had asked me you know kind of how my father's day went um mm-hmm. recently and yes. kind of inquiring and i'll tell you what mike i'll tell you how it went uh, oh! <laughs> you sandbagging <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> shut off. you can use it take the paper right off mike <laughs> and they're so <laughs> quiet no, it's cool. You don't even hear it. It's like it's a, a quiet object. Woo! I mean, I'm using it. So, clip my nails. Oh, man. <laughs> if you get a chance, get one of these suckers. Um, you can use it relatively on anything around the house. 
don't use it on your toenails. <laughs> That's, <laughs> but I will say this for stripping, um, just about anything you need to get a car down for paint materials. I will say, I highly recommend this tool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't want to tell my wife how much I love this tool, but yeah, I bought it for myself. And if you get a chance, Eastwood SCT, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's pretty cool, honestly, because you know I think about what the alternatives are or what's come before. Oh, you're hugging it. Uh, yeah, you must. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if well, you get a chance, uh, recommend that. And then you know, Fourth of July, July is coming up. July. July. But yeah. uh, but if you get a chance, I think they have a sale on it right now. So yeah, create yeah, create some sparks with your new sander for Fourth of July. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though, what I was thinking about was the alternative. Like when you have a, a spinning disc, like a DA sander, which is that flat mm-hmm. disc. Mm-hmm. The life of that disc is rather short. But when you when you when I see pictures and you're showing pictures of that 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 drum, <laughs> it makes me think it's gonna last. Uh, it's gonna have a longer working life. It does. That's, that's um, my guess. You know, I will say this. I've had an opportunity to kind of strip down a couple hoods. <laughs> and uh, ah. I will say that if you get a chance, these drum rolls are relatively cost effective. But for the amount that you get in there, basically, you've got a flat wheel. And then you've also got um, a surface grinder that takes it down pretty nice. I mean, mm. they got all the grits. I mean, 80, I think it's 120 or 160. I mean, the, you get the threes, but... I highly recommend one of these if you're going to be doing any type of like resurfacing of something, you need to take it all the way down and you want to give it to a, a painter pretty much just stripped and prepped. Yeah. Highly recommend these. So again, yeah. Badass, if you get a chance, man. I, if you have the means, if you have so choice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I haven't looked in all night. Just in case, think, I want to give it a rip. Think about that. We've been we've been uh, streaming here for over an hour now, and the whole time at resting at your feet was something that you were just dying to get on on the air. <laughs> I've had, had it underneath my feet all day long. Is that a sander underneath your feet? Or are you happy to see me? Is this? A... <laughs> if, I lose, if I ever lose an appendage, like if I ever lose like an arm or something, I'm gonna have it replaced with an Eastwood SCT. There you go. Just gonna duct tape. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> we can rebuild them. It can be done. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, again, a tool I highly recommend. All right, let's see you top that, Mike. Let's see what okay. you got. Well, I have a pair. One is uh, something that I've been looking into uh, recently, and another one is something that just kind of struck me uh, as something that I want to buy, and I'll tell you the reasons why uh, in a minute here. So. Uh, First product I want to share as part of Shut Up and Take My Money, and we've talked about this, I've got an engine bay that I want to paint, but I I want it to be a factory color, and I, I really don't want to go as far to have to tow this thing to a body shop and spend that, an insane amount of money for something that I'm just trying to get a decent coat of paint, factory coat. This website here, AutomotiveTouchUp.com, has Multiple makes models of vehicles. They know all the paint codes. They know the concoction of paints that it takes to create each factory color. And through this website, and rather affordably, you can have this paint delivered to your home in a variety of different methods. You've got the aerosol spray. 12-ounce can here is $27. That's a factory. 
factory code pricing considering um you know i price out a lot of paint i do end up surprisingly paint a lot painting a lot of engine bays for some reason yeah and you know one thing i will say is with engine bays for most nissan platforms and most engine platforms for most manufacturers you don't um a lot of things a lot of people don't realize that there isn't clear coat usually applied to engine bays mm -hmm. so with that being said if you lay down this factory color you can also buy clear coats nowadays um in that if you want to give that extra level of protection to your stuff so if you yeah. want to go crazy if you truly can clean your engine bay in the proper manner which is you know taking it down with royal purple then hitting it all with like um you know scuffing materials then actually using a uh, surface prep and then just laying down your sealer and then putting this on top of it. And then you're clear. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but that's the way you get that done. If you want that engine bay, that's yeah. the way that out. And I'll tell you what you actually comment. Uh, we've talked about this before by buying stuff like these, these, these paint codes in a can. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they rock. Uh, they do. They they truly do yeah. rock. And uh, I've bought these cans before, and I highly recommend them. I have not bought them from this site, yeah. but I will say when you have the opportunity, <clears throat> luckily I have a dealer locally that does that for me, mm. or a shop that does that for me. But it is yeah. a huge pain in their pain in their side. It sounds like this business has been out kind of outsourced, if you will. And I'm sure there's other vendors, what? but I yeah. will say though we've been watching these guys. Uh, it sounds like you've been watching these guys for a while, and they put out this um, well. This relatively affordable they they came out well sorry this site came to me um just randomly but i i wasn't searching for it, but when i when i found the link i immediately clicked on it and like, like you mentioned a lot of body shops will do it but in some some cases you you might get the feeling that it's a pain in their side like that's not what they specialize in well that's what this website does specialize in so they love to do this this is what they live for they want to set you up with the right paint in the adequate amount and with the the proper delivery that you prefer, uh, delivery of paint. Look at the options right here. I mean, just you've got your bottle uh, for touch up. I mean, you've yep. got your touch up little. You've yep. got your twelve ounce aerosols, which I personally love the aerosol cans because you can always huff it when you're done. <laughs> and um, and yeah. then you've got, of course, your paint pins, which. Believe it or not, for touch-up scratches, um, things like that, that you need to really get into detail work, yeah. um, which um, which you need, you need it in a paint pen. Uh, you know that actually is the best way to do it. So yeah, I mean the fact that they offer all the options available here in one simple stop, it's pretty cool. Yep. Um, Terry like actually it. dropped, uh, Terry Blount actually dropped a note and he says automotive touch-up paint is a great source if you are willing to wait for the product. Normally it takes about two weeks minimum. Have several touch-up uh, paints from them. So good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's probably a good point too as well. Anything that you're getting custom or made to order, yeah. you probably got to get the lag time. That makes that makes sense. Good for the information on that one, Terry. Thanks so. for being on the show. We ran into them during Branson Z Fest that last day. There, they're the ones we were talking about the 370. They're the best. Terry's yeah. the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Blounts. We ran into the Blounts. The Blounts. Yeah. So. Um, I have the engine bay on my 300, and then I have the front bumper on my 350. So I imagine pretty soon here, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put in an order. Like like uh, like Terry said, though, we should probably put it, anticipate uh, a, a couple of weeks process time, shipping time, 
But with that being said, if I've got something on the counter or on the shelf ready to go when I'm ready, I consider this a huge savings. You know, Miles, like you said, me, you and myself, we are that DIY type of person. And um, I'm always skeptic about uh, paint and body work. But the fact that this is a code matching. Now, it's not going to account for sun fade. So let's not get this perfect. But, I mean, it's going to be the Ninja closest bay. thing that you can get. Engine bays don't sun fade. Well, I'm talking about the bumper. But, yes, the engine bay should be fine. The engine bay should be yeah. fine for We're sure. We're fine. We're okay. See, don't be, don't be scared. And guess what? You did it for, like, next to nothing. So, guess what? Yeah, it's a yeah. $100 paint job. It's a hundred. It's $200 paint job. Done, son. Guess yeah. what? Who did it? You did it. It was built, ah, not bought. Me, That's baby. That's pretty baller. Unless you screw it up. And then you're just like, yeah, I got built that thing. He didn't buy that. He should have bought it. I should have never went to me. Yeah. (laughs) I'll never go to that guy again. (laughs) He slept with my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this, though. for And, you know, there is – there's always that one thing that separates you from – do. there's always that one – part of your build if you're if you're into builds of, you yeah. know, of course or that one thing that you're just not comfortable in tackling believe it or not paint and body work is something that you can at least take a swing at and say you know what i tried it it's not for yeah. me but i will say it's one of the more attackable things or the one more accomplishable things that you can do especially yeah. when it comes to engine base it takes a lot it's just a lot more prep but if you do it right the options for it to come out nice are yeah. great. You just got to put the time in because I will say this. Most paint shops, when you ask them to paint an engine bay, they're probably not going to put as much love and prep that you would probably put into it yourself. Why mm-hmm. not take the time and put that into it? Because if you're like me, I can have a beat down Ultima. And, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> if the engine bay is like perfect, that's where I like pop it. And I, 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 I love engine bays. Yeah. Surprisingly, more than exteriors these days. I don't know why, but I'm just like because I, I care about what's happening underneath the hood. But uh, painting engine bays is like something I actually I actually love to paint engine bays. Um, yeah. When uh, when you prep them and have the time and and obviously yeah. the right temperatures and everything to pull out what you want. But again, highly recommend trying to do some of this yourself. This is one of those tools that kind of lets you get to do that yourself as well yep. as um, some other materials. You said you had one more. What else you got? Oh, I do have one more. But before I do, uh, there was two things that you were mentioning. You had mentioned the idea of encouraging people to try doing something like this for themselves. It's always good if you're really just curious, not wanting to get too far deep into something. Start with a small panel. And often, and I did this actually, Miles, a couple years back, gas can, uh, the gas cap. Take your gas cap off, have a little project with it, do some scuffing, do some cleaning, do some prepping. You know, buy one of these aerosol cans, give it a shot. It's maybe something that maybe it didn't even need service work or, you know, paint and body work. But if you're really curious, I think that's a pretty good start. Uh, Something like that, though, you know. And somebody else did ask here, uh, do we have a link for the site? Now, if you go to automotivetouchup.com, we'll leave it in the show notes. Uh, You can go and click on the link, and it'll take you to this website. Just wanted to give that out uh, for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, Now, go ahead. Next one. I have one more for you, Miles, and I know we're getting close to uh, – we're doing pretty good on time. This this one's going to be pretty fun. I saw this one. Again, this was – this next product I had here. I wasn't searching for it. It just hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. And I was like, holy crap, how cool is this? And I'm going to share it with you. Uh, Now, the example I'm going to show you, 
uh, it's pretty cool. It can, I think that it can be the same theory can be applied to a lot of other makes and models. Uh, this is from GKTech.com, and I believe they're originally from uh, Australia, actually. Brad, if you're on, you probably know of GKTech. Uh, what they've done here is that uh, this listing, anyway, for the 240SX and for the uh, Skyline uh, R32, uh, these conversion bushings that you see here uh, allow you to use the 350Z and 370Z differential in the 240SX and in the R32 Skyline. Um, what makes this cool is that, you know, of course, let, let's the 240SX and Skyline are getting older. Now, there's still a lot of aftermarket options for them for the OEM differentials, but the two the three fifty Z and three seventy Z. Let's just admit it. There are more options there. Uh, not only from a, a factory uh, final gear ratio, but when you start getting the clutch options, one one way, one and a half way, two way, you probably have a more affordable option with these cars that are actually more plentiful at this point in time. So what these bushings do, they let you place the newer differential into the older car, and uh, they've got some really good pictures here. I'll share this slideshow. Uh, this is a 240SX rear subframe, and you can see how these bushings are just an offset bushing. Uh, typically, the hole you can see would be in the center. These are just kind of tweaked inward that allow you to place this uh, this other differential uh, into your, your, your car here. Um, as for the, the back side, uh, you, you know, the older cars had two... Uh, studs at the back of the uh, differential cover well the new ones typically have about one and it's just our luck that they fit inside the factory uh, bushing area you know you don't you don't have to drill the mo yeah you don't have to modify the subframe at all go ahead in the proximity but no that that's actually pretty innovative I, I love stuff like this that lets you yeah. adapt and change over stuff that would normally not be accessible to you without a lot of modification but no that's pretty slick dude I dig it I like it a lot, and, and the reason why I like this as well is because applying it to to my application, the, what I would want to use it for. Uh, you know, in the past on this episode, we've talked about how um, there is a kit that will allow you to use the CD009 six-speed transmission on a 300ZX Z32, right? And I've done some research on this, and what I've found out is that although you can do it, the uh, the gear ratios inside the, the six-speed transmission don't really benefit the car as much as the factory car. In fact, you're going to be in six gear and your engines, your, v, your VG is going to be at a higher uh, RPM range than you would a factory one, even though it's six speeds. But I think what you really need to do to take advantage of that swap of that transmission swap is to also swap the differential. So if you can get a 350Z or 370Z differential mounted into your car in addition to the six-speed, well, then now you've got a more realistic package uh, of, of a transmission well, that you can actually use on the track or on the street. It's balancing. You know, that, that's what kind of comes yeah. into it. You, you see when you see real builders actually attack something, they don't really just say, okay, what'll fit and kind of go roadkill at it. You know, that doesn't really work mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, it, it gets it done. I mean, yeah. by all means, but what, when you truly own the car and you want to keep it for a long term, just seeing enough builds, driving in enough cars 
And mm -hmm. I'm a really big stickler for a balanced vehicle. And I, yes. I do mean that everything from corner balancing to, you know, ride height and getting all your bound and rebound in the suspension done. You know, I, I can usually feel anything that's off in a vehicle pretty quickly, yeah. just to the point where it annoys me. Or you mm -hmm. just want to say, you know what, that needs to be beefed up. But I will, I agree with you 100% when you have a transmission and differential, that's kind of in a matching pattern. Yes. Or that, that, uh, that benefit one another or, or just match or just a great union between each other. I highly recommend. So um, I, I agree. And, and stuff like this does allow that to happen. So that's awesome. I think it's awesome. I mean, honestly, uh, I've seen a lot of scenarios where people can benefit from this type of product. Um, not only when it comes to Nissan engine swaps, but when you start going to LS, you know, you start trying to use the, the, the Nissan six-speed with an LS motor. And what you find out is that first gear and second gear are now useless because the gearing ratios were not made for a V8. They were made for a V6. So, I mean, you start getting into these combinations, and it's a company like GK, uh, GKTech.com that can do this for you. Now, I will say this. These are aluminum bushings that they're converting this differential. Which means there's yeah. going to be a lot of noise, a lot of vibration, a lot of heart NVH. You know, that's what's going to happen. Uh, if you're going to use it for a daily, at least uh, the aluminum, and I think all of these are aluminum version only, you got to well, anticipate some vibrations for sure. I will say the vibration though, but it'll translate it in the subframe, but that's where you want to take a look at. Now, vibration transmits frequency through metal. So... If you're going to go, I'm just going to say this, and this is a word of caution. Yeah. If you're going to go with steel differential bushings, you may not want to necessarily go with the steel or the um, the aluminum, uh, uh, actually, subframe bushings. Because that yeah. will truly translate absolutely everything. If you like the fillings in your head. <laughs> rattled you out. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see them rattled out of your head. I will say that because I actually have a vehicle that does have all that in it. And I will say I've driven in other people's cars and I've, I, I know what I'm stepping into. But you may want to if you if you stick with like the the rubber or the urethane versions of the actual mount subframe mm -hmm. mount bushings, you yeah. may kind of lose a little of that it won't be as aggressive, but yeah. just something to kind of think about. So don't just say I'm going to go all aluminum all the way through. Think about how that Think about it and how the vibration and all those frequencies oh. of vibration, which yeah. it is, translate into the car. And if you want to have your, I don't know, your coin purse jiggling around the <laughs> time, um, and, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know, just like, uh, so your man purse. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. I'll give you an example. Uh, something even as simple as tension rods. Uh, on on the 300ZX, I've I, I've driven in a car where the only modified part was tension rods with aluminum bushings, and God, you feel every every pothole you're gonna steering it, wheel and, and it times it ten into yeah, and that all that all that uh, uh, give or that feedback. Yep. from the road is felt all through the steering wheel or felt through the vehicle. It's got to go somewhere. All yeah. that energy and frequency and transmission has to go through the car. It's all energy. And you just, you kind of figure that out after you kind of screw up stuff for the first time, or you've been in cars where yeah. you're like, we're going full hardcore brother. It's like, okay. 
I remember like, my first beer. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like rah, 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 rah. your just teeth are just smacking together, and you're like, okay, it's just I can't take this on a cruise. This is gonna be uh, a trailer queen, you know, and that's just how it is. Just so I will say that if you ever get an opportunity and uh, try to drive in other people's cars, like, hey, do you mind taking me around the block? I, I yes. understand you have this. If you have people in your neck of the woods that have that, just try to ask them for a ride. You know, hey, man, you don't mind if I buy you a beer or an, an ice cream cone or whatever you guys a root come beer, to yeah. for, for a root beer or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you cut is. loose with, whatever your vice is, let me buy you one. Whatever your vice is, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do that all the time. When I find that somebody has something in their car, it's like, do you mind if I sit shotgun or can I drive your car and I'll buy a beer just while you sit shotgun? Yeah. And, um yeah, and, you know, I get a lot of feedback, me personally, just a one-on-one. So, yeah, I won't nerd out too much. Again, we nerd out on this kind of stuff. But this is what we do. But the reason why it's so important that we nerd out is because we want to make sure that we're trying to give you the best information that we can through our experiences, which is the whole reason you watch the show, hopefully. So here we yeah. are, right? So yes, moving sir. on. Moving um, on. All right, so that was Shut Up and Take My Money. That was shut up and take my shut money. Shut up and take my money. So moving on past this, we're going to go into events. Oh, we've got a few events to cover and then work towards the door at this point. So we are. Um, the first event coming up uh, that is kind of a new one that we've talked about. Uh, Mike, I think you have the floor. Go for it. I do. Yes. Uh, so this is actually a, a car show that's happening in the New Jersey area uh, rather soon. Uh, it's happening July 17th, so about two weeks from now is when this uh, uh, show takes place. So if you are in the New York and or New Jersey area, Butler, New Jersey to be exact, let's talk about it. This is the first annual Route 23 Nissan Car Show. Um, there's showcase here that uh, classic cars, race cars, exotic cars, raffles, food trucks, got a bounce house for the kids, bring the families what they're saying. This is a... When I saw the name Route 23, I said, "Well, that's trendy because we know that two, three Nissan that they go together." This is actually a dealership in Butler, New Jersey, that is having this car show uh, again Sunday, July 17th, starting at 10 a.m. So, a dealership uh, car show. Uh, the address down below, and we'll go ahead and send a link uh, in the show notes to give you the exact address, but. Um, I saw this and I was like, first annual. So I hopefully it becomes a reoccurring thing. So when they say first annual, you can tell that they have the intentions for this to be a reoccurring event, hopefully with, with the right uh, organizers. Um, I hope they make it uh, a successful one. Uh, I did look online. Butler, New Jersey is about an hour northwest of New York City. So it's not too far from New York. Uh, so if you are in the New York area, uh, you might want to take a look at this. Uh, I'm sure the dealership has uh, – it does. The, the dealership has a website, uh, route23nissan.com. Uh, and on that website, there are a few uh, information. I'm sure if you want to make a phone call to the dealership, they'll give you more details uh, about it as well. If there's anybody in the area between now and next uh, next podcast – who either plan on going, know somebody who's organizing the event, uh, or or end up going, let us know how it went. Uh, we'd love to uh, to learn more about about this car meet. We we wish them the best, honestly. Uh, that's uh, 
my event so far, Miles. But what what do you have? Well, actually, I've got a the big event that's actually coming up here, the 35th annual Z convention, uh, which will be out of Alabama this year, um, has a lot going on. Um, so. I want to talk a little bit about some of the special guests that are starting to come down the line on this one. Um, again, if you hadn't had an opportunity to take a look at the uh, the website, which is zcon.org, um, I highly recommend checking out if it's something that you're planning to do. I think right now at this point, we're only 24 days away uh, from the event. Um, but we do have some special guests that are going to be attending this year. Full disclosure, uh, we've got Mr. Peter Brock, the legend himself, will be there this year. Um, we've got Tamura-san um, that will actually be out there as well um, mr chris forsberg jdm legends all the boys from there uh, will actually make their way out again um, for attending the event we've got the legendary mr brian high cotter uh, that will be attending good friend of the show uh, mr alex jager who's also a close friend of mr high cotter who also is with team forsberg Oh, and then of course we've got Mr. Fielding Shredder, um, who actually has fame from the Hyperdrive series on Netflix. Cool guy, yeah. And that Mr. Greg Iro, who is actually an SCCA uh, legend in his own right, a two-time national champion for those that don't know. And nice. then of course the legendary Mad Mike Taylor will be making an appearance as well. That's, um, that's currently on the list right now. So again, uh, it, uh, those are some of the reasons to go. Now on that as well, uh, the let me give you a little highlights of what the schedule is going to be showing. Sure. Um, again, July twenty-fourth is going to be the uh, early arrivals and openings but the actual uh, starting day is going to be july 25th um and that's going to be running all the way to um that's going to be july 30th so it'll be that entire week out in alabama uh this upcoming year so some of the things that we wanted to talk about throughout that week is what's happening obviously they're going to be doing the traditional car show towards the end of the week but they also have the brewery social night and then of course for the motorsport <coughs> aspect uh, they will be doing barber motorsports park on tuesday uh, for those that have never had an opportunity to attend that um yeah um the back Drop of this location is pretty smooth. Um, again, um, there is a, I believe, a museum on site, and then of course they've got the track. It is a hell of a facility. I've never been there. I've seen it in photos. I've seen it through car events. Um, a really good event to check out. Now, two, track AP, days. two, two track days. That's a two track days. Exactly. Day two, wow. which is actually Friday, July 29th, will be at Talladega Grand Prix Raceway. Um, so I have not also been out to that, but they call it the Little Talladega. Oh, I have been to Little Talladega. I've driven on that track before. That is a fun little track, man. Yeah, it's supposed I, to be really I, tight. Um, so I've yeah. got to give it some. Uh, I've got to give that track some love. It's a very. Yeah, it's uh, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, like, like most tracks are, you know, but. Uh, that little, a little, uh, we'd call it maybe a hairpin there. That pair of hairpins. That's a lot of fun. Turn two. Yeah. Yes. Turn two. Ah, oh. oh, oh, they got me. That's good. That's good. Yes. Uh, there's <laughs> a story it. with me in turn two. You, you asked John Parnell, man, he'd probably tell you all Aww. about it, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
<laughs> Moving on, uh, there will all this year will also feature an autocross uh, autocross on Thursday over at Barber Motorsports Park as well. Um, there will be a drifting event too as well. I'm sure that uh, Forsberg and some of those folks will have a little bit of an exhibition going on for that day. If you want to see those guys in action, um, in uh, probably a multitude of their vehicles, God knows what they're bringing out yet, but maybe the Ultimaniac, uh, which is a, an amazing vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there is also karting uh, on Tuesday uh, at Autobahn Karting. So definitely a lot in uh, driving uh, options this year. Um, now, for those that haven't checked out the hotel, uh, the primary hotel is doing uh, cost at one thirty nine a night uh, through the Hyatt Regency out in Birmingham. Um, yeah. So, again, if you have an opportunity, I would highly recommend checking out the website. Um, A little bit of news. uh, We are going to be having some folks um, come on and visit us on the next episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Uh, We'll probably be having some of our friends from the ZCCA and the upcoming Z Convention staff um, come on and kind of promo, if you will, uh, the event. Give them a chance like we always try to do to everybody. That'd be fun. I'm looking forward to that, though. Those fun, fun guys to hang out with. Uh, I know as much as as hard as we try to promote the event, you know, coming from them directly is going to do uh, probably more, better than we could, honestly. Because I mean, they're they're living it every day. They work a, they work very hard to get this event, so they can they can do it in their sleep. But go ahead. <laughs> You're saying we're not selling it enough? No, no, we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing the best job. Uh, as we can, but uh, obviously talking with the organizers directly and uh, yeah. Yeah. A few things. Jeremy Stillwell said a beautiful track and have to see the museum. Yeah. I've heard the museum is like legend. So one of these days I'll have to go check that out. So I did want to give a shout out to uh, Badu who jumped in with us. Jamie, who also jumped in with us here uh, throughout the middle of the show. (laughs) Um, Always good to see you guys with us. Thank you for joining yeah, I know Baru. <laughs> and we've got one more event to kind of cover. Go ahead, Mike. What you got? All right. So uh, the last event that we want to cover uh, on this episode, let's go ahead and add it here. I want to talk about Z Nationals, uh, the 17th annual Z Nationals happening October 21st and 22nd. If you haven't gone to Z Nationals, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. There is a lot to be had. Even though it's only two days, there is a lot happening. It's a great time uh, in uh, the Atlanta area. Uh, if you are in the area, feel free to check us out. Now, uh, Z Nationals is a two-day event. Uh, first day is held at the Atlanta Motorsports Park this year uh, for a track day. So if you do uh, enjoy uh, a, tr- a track day or two, uh, you need to go to the site and register as soon as possible. Typically, Z Nationals, specifically the track day, they sell out rather quick. So uh, if you have even the smallest interest in this, you should probably do it as soon as possible. You know, even at this point here, we are uh, four, less than four, just under four months away. Don't let that fool you. Uh, these tracks these tracks can be uh, uh, sold out rather quickly. Um, second day will be at uh, the Z1 headquarters in Carrollton, Georgia. Amazing renovation that they've done here in, within the last uh, year and a half or so. Uh, if you've seen videos, uh, again, if you go to YouTube, just type in Z Nationals. Uh, it, they have a great uh, social media team. They can you can see have a great preview for yourself of, of what this event looks like, specifically at their new headquarters. Um, lots of space uh, for 
cars lining up, sponsors giving away some merch, promo items, uh, uh, um, tens of thousands of dollars being raffled away, door prizes. Uh, you can really find yourself a really good deal if you try hard enough. Um, and I, I know, it, you know, we spoke with Spencer before about Z Nationals, and you know, we should probably get him on uh, again too. If I remember correctly, Z Nationals, there's typically some sort of after party that happens downtown uh, near their headquarters. And I want to say last time they actually hired a pretty reputable band, uh, a pretty um, a band with a good reputation to actually come down and, and play for uh, all the Z enthusiasts who came. So uh, really, uh, you know, the Z1 Motorsports, who is the host of this event, they, uh, they go all out. Uh, and and uh, I would not doubt this is going to be a great, great show. You can go to ZNationals.com, and I do stand corrected. Over $20,000 in giveaways will be given uh, on the show day. Uh, and we'll continue to, uh, to talk about this as we, get fo- as we go forward. October 21st and 22nd, one more time there. That's pretty good, Mike. Woo! Oh, yeah. All right. That, that's so, events. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much events. And I think at this point, we're done mm. with the show. In almost record time, we never give you exactly what we were told we were going to give you. But here we are, right? So, um, again, a big shout out for everybody staying with us here tonight. Thank you. Um, yes. Thank you. We try to keep it short so you all could get back to your normal lives. So, thank you again for supporting the event, as always. Um, Mike, remind them. To... <laughs> How'd you know? Like, follow, and subscribe. We are all through social media. If you go to either one of these, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, etc., you can type in Nissan Nerd. Just do a quick search. You will find us uh, and uh, these podcasts. Uh, you can find them also through social through um, the major podcast networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Again, type in Nissan Nerd Podcast, <clears throat> and and you'll find us. Um. We are getting more into Instagram, so you definitely find add us there. That's our, our latest social media push has been through Instagram, so we definitely encourage you to uh, to find us there. Uh, we also have info at nissannerd.com. That's how you can email us uh, directly uh, with your feedback. If you are not on the social media webs, then you can find us through good old-fashioned email info at nissannerd.com and if you go to nissannerd.com in general you will find a nice easy to uh, navigate uh, website that will show you all of our uh, presence uh, online anyway so uh, that is that's our that's our push yeah you did did really good you did really good that little long-winded but you're pretty Mm. good yeah yeah that's story of my life but yeah. You did pretty good. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. All right. So on that uh, note, uh, yeah, let's kind of get done with it. Uh, next episode is going to be in two weeks. Um, until then, uh, get in your Raj and make something cool. And get one of these sons of bitches right here. Get your... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you get a chance, again highly recommend but yes until then we will see you then uh happy fourth of july if we don't see you until that's then. right uh happy let's drink fourth of july right, drink up. you got something guys of course if you're with us thanks for being here let's do it we do that gun pie yeah that, finish what you have mm. oh, drink it. oh my god go home <laughs>
Look, I can make it shoot. Look. Okay, hold on. There you go. Oh, this is still in. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Oh. You trying to turn your you trying to turn your new uh, sander into a weapon, an assault weapon? Is that what you're trying to do? I might. I don't know. Yeah, I've been using it. Something's got to keep the kids away. <laughs> I've been trying like new innovative ways to prove up the cost of buying this, but I highly recommend. Seriously, if you get a chance, you never knew how much you wanted to strip until you bought this. <laughs> you're a certified stripper now. Is that what you're saying? I you work harder than a. Yeah, use that shirt. Yeah. That's great, man. I'm like glad you. I, <laughs> you're running around for as long as the the uh, power the extension cord is. Yeah. Uh, you can run around and terrorize people. Don't let me get five cords together. I'll come and chase you down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, go home. We're gonna wrap this one up again, guys. Again, one more time. Thank you for everything. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a great 4th of July, and we'll talk to you soon. Ah. <sighs>